Welcome, 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 welcome to the Life is Dumb Podcast. Each side's got a name. Yeah, this is the the really crap man cave. <laughs> it's and a work in progress. Thanks. It's been a work in <laughs> progress. I actually bought a bunch of stuff to make a coffee table, but it'll probably go upstairs. Uh, sweet. Step at a time. Step mm, at sure. a time. Uh, well, we are back. Sticking to our week schedule, I suppose. Trying to, at least. You're getting ready to go on. We're on break. You're on vacation. Yeah, we, uh, we ended the semester, the uh, abysmal semester, and... Uh, Seems like a lot of the classmates did well, and everybody's happy. It's over, that's for sure. But, uh, we dropped off pizza. <laughs> they looked miserable. Oh, man, it doesn't inspire me <laughs> to want to go back to school. I'm kind of wondering it, why I'm in school. Yeah. I mean, I did the last school I did was the six-month externship in San Antonio. And, I, I mean, it was great because I learned a lot, but it sucked. Yeah. Like it really School did. does suck so much. Yeah, there really isn't, other than every, now, like, retrospectively, it was awesome because, well, I know everything I know now. Right. But during. Well, and college was sweet. <laughs> college was a ton of fun, and that was awesome, but the school part yeah. of it was never enjoyable. Yeah, there's, uh, there's college, and then there's everything else. Yeah. There's grad school right. and, like, real-world school. The, the funny thing about our family is uh my parents dropped me off at Grand Valley back in 07. I was like, four years, I'm done. Like, this school stuff's not for me. Here we are. How many years later? Eh, maybe I'll keep going for a while. PhD, maybe? <laughs> yeah. like, Who knows? Just be a lifetime student. Be fine. All right. So um, I am this muffin. Sarah created um, Were they morning glory or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they taste very healthy. Yeah, so I told her I'd, I'd try it, even though I totally did already. Um, they're, they're barking upstairs. <laughs> it's carrot and like a muffin. So there's carrot, Brazilian nuts, and other stuff. All right, I'm going to smack it in the microphone. Mm. <laughs> Hold on. The look on your face. Healthy. Right. Yeah, it tastes wonderful like a muffin, but healthy because you get the carrot. So welcome to the Life is Done cooking show. Yeah. This is the first episode. It's our, it's our personal side pieces here. Uh, using muffins for enjoyment. <clears throat> All right. I, I promise not to smack in the microphone. All right. Yeah, wash it down. Uh, okay. There we go. I don't apologize. That was wonderful. <laughs> so we had a, uh, it was a pretty deep podcast last week. Felt that way. Yeah. Uh, and I do remember, you know, you had asked me right before we pushed it off, you're like, are you good? And you asked me a couple times, and the more I thought about it, which will probably segue into this podcast pretty well, right. <laughs> I was like, hmm, well, the more you ask, the more I'm... I'm forcing you I'm to think about it and hesitating. evaluate, like, who... I think the I'm, only reason I was asking is I was unsure too. Like, yeah, oh boy, maybe man. maybe we're making a mistake. But you know, I do, as all things in life, if you really can't find 
oh, like an unsafe reason to do something or a horrific reason to not do it. I think you just do it. Right. And in this case, we did it. We put it out into the ether. Who knows who's going to listen to it? I mean, this podcast actually gets listenership from all places. <laughs> the feedback is, uh, I mean, we're getting stuff from around the world right now, which yeah. is mind blowing. Yeah, it's insane. I I literally thought that we'd have like 10 people, you know, a few family members, a couple close friends that at least download and listen. But uh, I've, I've been, um, I mean, we, we said this last podcast being surprised and then, you know, we wondered if it would sort of peter off or something and then we'd put all this craziness out there and you know people's reaction would be like oh i, I don't want to listen to this <laughs> right it's not for them um and it it is probably not for some people but for those of you who did tune in as always like it is much appreciated and Absolutely. the support is really i can't articulate it again how it, how wonderful it's been and That's tremendous yeah and, you know, uh, uh, before I forget, obviously you're listening to us somewhere and on some platform, but you can find us on Podomatic.com, and that's the life is done.podomatic.com. You can also find us at iTunes. And if you are an iTunes listener, please log in, leave a star rating, preferably a good star rating, so we can move up, move up in the ranks and reach more people. I, mean, I think that's the overall goal of this podcast. There's no monetary gain from this at all. It literally just is to push the message of mental health and positivity and overcoming obstacles out there. Life's and, got some yeah, greatness in it. It does. And sometimes it doesn't feel like it, but I think that's probably what we'll get into yeah, a little I, bit. I think that's uh, what we why we did what we did last week. And I know we had both had hesitation possibly about it, but uh, I kind of had to have that talk with myself of you can think about what other people are going to be saying about it and worried that the feedback's going to be negative. But the fact is I'm not, I don't feel really that comfortable standing idly by thinking that people hate themselves or think that there's nothing to live for and that this is not, this situation is not going to turn around. Uh, I thought that before and we've been there we've, a lot of us have probably been there. Some of us admit it. Um, but I'm, it's just not a comfortable feeling knowing that, okay, not only does this help me personally right now doing this stuff, but you can reach people and it's scary to think that people are killing themselves or just not enjoying their life. Even that, you know, that's sad. Yeah. I mean, it's the, the smallest thing there is it isn't about, I mean, I think the focus of the podcast isn't even to the point where, you know, this will only benefit you if or talking about situations is going to benefit you just because you have a substance dependency or anxiety or depression like that's the farthest from the truth it's the little things in life trying to find that hack and i don't mean a shortcut but just finding a way through the basic things in life that seem to paralyze stress. you stress i mean it's the biggest part we create again we've said it before it's like this stress and uh, anxiety to a point for the average person, I think is this self-made thing that we do to ourselves. I mean, there are some people that have sure. issues that, that do need professional help, but it's the small things you said, you know, your kid needs to get picked up from school and, but one's at soccer practice and the other one's at baseball practice and, it, and your life seems to, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the biggest issue in your world right now. And, and you've got plenty of other crap you got to do too. Exactly. So you know, I hope that everyone 
who tuned in to the, the second episode um, did obviously learned a whole lot more about myself mm-hmm. and me as well, and Brian. Hopefully. And, and if you didn't, uh, you either know me way, you're my best friend in the world okay. or you weren't listening. Right. Uh, but you know, it, 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 like you said before, it was a platform, um, to launch subsequent podcasts. And I think the one thing that surprised me personally and being introspective about this was I, f- I felt like I really learned more Every time I tell the story, I learn something, I garner and glean something from it that I didn't before. And I don't know if that's because I'm, I'm detaching myself a little bit more from the negative experience that was right. the substance dependency or just being able to work through it and, and realizing that it was a chapter as, as opposed to something that defines me. Sure. Well, it's, it's funny how we, we did this last week and you couldn't you couldn't see any of those positive uh, messages in what you were doing at the time in the very moment. I mean, you pro- we, most of us probably still don't, but a few people I think have the ability to really observe what's going on in their life and understand how things are going to come together a little bit more than the average person, right? But we were just talking about it, how we were just having a conversation. I'm like, oh my god, I I didn't realize that was what was happening, but watching you when we moved out here, you know, just kind of continue to take action and find things to do so that you're not sitting there just buried by your thought, but buried by the situation. The situation is not what you would call a great one, No, but you made the most of it and you continue to. And, and I, I admired it. And I think we were, you know, we were just talking about this is that there's, I have, I used to at least, I'm probably a little bit still there, but the fear of just being alone, like, I don't know what to do. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't, and people are like, oh, go do something you like. Well, I don't, I don't even know what I like anymore. I'm just scared to do everything alone. And just watching you, when you just said that, I kind of had that epiphany of like, wow, that actually forced me to start taking a little bit more action in myself and just kind of buck up, like take control of your life. And, and the way to do that is to, I guess, stop feeling sorry for yourself first and then pick your feet up mm-hmm. and, and start moving forward and, and find something to do. And I mean, try it. If, if it doesn't, if, it, if you go do something and you don't like it, probably try it a second time unless it's you know something crazy but uh if you don't like it after that then change it up go do something exactly. else like you at some point something's going to stick exactly and uh, first off when you told me that it's and without you know sounding like I'm, I'm supposed to do this on a podcast but i'm flattered quite frankly because it's you know that wasn't the point of of you were trying to help yourself. <laughs> yeah, but it's. I think maybe there's a, something to be said about the power of, of observation and, and being around people, and feeding off of of people. And I think, you know, you live in a house of with four people, two dogs. I mean, there's just so much stuff going on all the time. Everybody's in different positions, different like, places. But you know, you have the ability as your little tribe in your community to impact, even at the lowest, not the lowest level, but the the smallest right. in, most intimate level i suppose sure and yeah i mean that that uh time period and i think we're trying to figure out what what would this one be about and you always are kind of brainstorming and i think w- when i talk about my story and telling the story you learn i learn more about myself every time i tell it right. and this time it wasn't about the dependency it wasn't about 
the, the road of addiction that I was traveling down. I know that. I'm very well aware <laughs> of it. Right. And I can recall thank, a few. <laughs> thank goodness I am, continue to be aware that it is a, will be a lifelong struggle. Right. And I think anybody on this podcast that has any sort of professional background and experience with substance dependency or abuse or addiction, if they were to hear me say, yeah, man, I got it. You're going to be a red flag for sure. Knocking on my door. Like, (laughs) Hey, Hey, uh, let's talk about denial. (laughs) And I think I battled with that for a little bit, but when, when I was able to finally say this is a problem and it didn't happen when, when I quit, Right. I think it was more like, I got it. Like, hey, I'm done. It's not, done. yeah, I'm you're done. trying to just dismiss it as like, it's not as big as everybody's making it, out to be. Exactly. But, okay. but it took, you know, it took a, several months until that moment where I was allowed to let down those barriers and say, this is what it is. And I am absolute, absolutely denying what happened. I mean, I knew what happened, but in the sense that I was denying the, the, the greater issue. Right. And that, that is something that I think whenever you hit an obstacle and it, you know that it will continue to be an obstacle, you need to find ways to continually, not continually remind yourself and berate yourself. That's not the point, but check it and know that this could be a problem, at least for me. You have to be continually willing to, to learn how to navigate through it because it, like anything else, it's, it's going to try and bring you down. That's what ego does, mm-hmm. right? It, it just wants something that the pain body wants something to latch onto. And so it's going to continue to find all the ways. So for me, I, I mean, like, you know, it's, it's the same situation. when I do to go to, if I go to a new therapist, like, tell me, you know, you start talking about all these things, and you, okay, I'll take you through this part of my life, which was episode two. Mm-hmm. And they, they're like, well, do you have any suicidal thoughts anymore? Well, yes, but more of my thoughts are, all right, I'm a little bit more aware much earlier in the timeline here and I can sit here and be like, well, yes, I do think about it, but now I'm trying to figure out ways to make sure that I'm noticing and recognizing first that I'm slipping. But then secondly, what are my tools going to be? If the first ones are, you know, a few that I have already stored aren't getting the job done, take action, mm-hmm. find something because this is not going to get better. You're going to continue to just stall a few if you're just sitting there, nothing's going to get fixed. Absolutely. And th- I think that's the, the point. Maybe I, I articulated that poorly because you, you certainly don't want to dwell on the negative. But it, if you're, uh, I could, f- I found myself very quickly wanting to just bury it and, it, and know that it's a problem. I just try to find some balance, right? I wanted right. to be able to bury it and, and be burying like, it feels easy. It does feel easy. And you want to do it because then you don't have to confront the major issues, right. right? And I felt like confronting it, or excuse me, rather, when I felt like burying it, I felt like for whatever reason, I would create this facade to people that I had it all together. And thank goodness, sort of had it all together. But and when, like burying it is, is just another form of resistance. Oh, absolutely. You know, like we talked about this, how big resistance is in your life, but you used the word accept earlier. When you do accept that, it's okay, it's not going to be an issue. It's just something I have to be aware of. And I have to be conscious of, of what I'm doing and what, what I'm feeling, right? Where my thoughts are at. I have to take inventory on that stuff. But uh, it, you have to, <laughs> the perspective. This is what we want to talk about mm-hmm. today was perspective. And you have to continue to create new perspectives of looking at these things. When your mind associated, which means that if I have one thought, I'd latch onto it and, and I'm, if it's negative, 
I'm going down with it. Mm -hmm. Here we go. One thought leads to two, to three, to four. It's a domino effect. Positivity doesn't work that well, but with that resistance, you're just slowing yourself down. You're making things harder, and now more thought. You think you're failing. You think this is oh, this is going to be worse than I thought it was. Uh, I'm not good enough to get through this. And now look at all those thoughts. Of course, you're not. You're not. As you're going to mm-hmm. really struggle to move forward with this. And the resistance part as well, like in the moment and feeling that way. What it doesn't matter. Just translate it to anything, maybe in your life or someone around you, or use me as an example. That resistance and that feeling in the moment. It's really hard to step back and do an outside observation of yourself and say, hey, I'm feeling this way and I need to change this and I need to adjust here and turn the knobs here. It's really hard in the moment of negativity and going down that road to pull yourself out or have that realization. Well, it's it's funny. So, you know, we were spitballing, like, what do we want to talk about? And I think that after the first episode, I think we both just we're on the same page. Just, we felt motivated. We felt excited. And then the feedback came and it was even, it was even more, but I didn't really have a feeling off of the last episode. Um, I was kind of like, you know, we talked about this too earlier, patience. Mm-hmm. I was trying to be patient. Let's hear what some of the feedback is. Let me think about what, what just happened and, and create, see what I'm feeling. And then, well, okay, we'll, we'll figure out what we're going to talk about now. I don't think either one of us really, really had it. I think we're still kind of like just hovering around. We're not mm-hmm. sure which way to go. And, and that's the test of patience. And, but I think we have to talk about the other day it was, it was all about, you know, can we, can we talk about perspective? Because it's a, how did we get out of those situations? You know, we didn't really talk about it, but what were some of the tools? Mm-hmm. What was your mindset? How did you change your mindset? I mean, for me, it was a roller coaster ride. It is a roller coaster ride. Now I just enjoy it a little bit more, which you is know, good, like, right? When I'm heading down, which is to me usually the fun part, but in this situation, it's usually not great. I'm like, all right, I'm just all right. It's gonna rise again. We're gonna be good. Just ride it out and try and limit the damage and, mm-hmm. and understand that you will move on from this. And all of a sudden, you move on through all these things a lot quicker, and everything's a lot less uh, um, dramatized in your life, mm-hmm. right? Like you're not sitting there like, oh my god, this is the worst situation in the world. And you're like. Dude, you lost five dollars. We're good. We're good. I'll, we'll give you the five dollars if we need to. I'll find it on the ground. So this is a, sort of just a thought that's coming to me now. But it's almost as if, as soon as we put that podcast out, really as soon as we were done with it, because we didn't release it for a couple of days, it's almost like we were doing exactly what we're talking about right now to try not to do, and that that was bury it. Right. Like, just say, I want to bury all that shit that we just talked about. The difference is. You don't bury it when you make a podcast. It goes out. Yeah. So it adds that level, that element of, uh, oh, shit. And and I think the perspective, again, it's, I think these first several podcasts are, are frameworks. And because I think it'd be really weird if we did the show we did last week and then uh, we were interviewing uh, some Bikram yoga instructor <laughs> because everyone would be like, what the hell? Tell me about your chakras. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, fuck happened last like, right. We're not going to like that happened. I yeah, don't know that I can it? move past that. Right. So well, I think even for us, we were like, how do we address <laughs> exactly. this without like not addressing yeah, it? We have to go back into this a little bit. We can't, I can't in my good conscience move forward without discussing, you know, the, the more positive side of, of negative right. situations. Right. And so yeah, everything just, they just woke up and it was good to go. Yeah, man. That's, no I, more problems. I guess I wish I had that superpower, but it'd be sweet. You know, I found, and I said 
I learn things when I tell the story. And I found again something that I think I struggle with more now than I do again with it comes to the active dependency and road to addiction. And that is the way you, in, in my obstacles now, are how I perceive myself. And I think part of that is, it's, there's multiple contributing factors. The two biggest uh, are, is first and foremost, myself. And admitting and, and acknowledging that I am my own worst enemy is probably the most freeing when you figure it out. Right. You got to figure it out first. Figuring out how to accept it too. Exactly. Like, oh boy. The second part of that is there is a level of societal uh, perspective on individuals that struggle with certain things. Um, you know, you hear, and and this is this plays into the way I perceive myself. And you hear, and I think the I think the overall narrative is changing in the United States, which I think is really positive. Um, but it's not there yet, and I don't know that we ever will be. But it's, it's society's perception of, of dependency and mental health and dual diagnosis, substance abuse, and mental health disorders where you, you can look at that person from afar and you're detached from them and you know that they're using. And so that person's a loser right. and that person's a failure. And I'm, I'm, I'm just as um, guilty and culpable for calling... Addicts and psychotic, if you will, like a medical term, someone in psychosis for mental health, um, not so much the mental health part, but the, the addiction part as, as a cockroach, as a manipulator, right. as this, this leech. Some kind of shade. Exactly. And of course, being in that now, I, I think there's still a level of that for some individuals, but unfortunately, people are trapped in the disease. And whether that's a mental health disease, whether that's a substance abuse disease, it is what it is. Right. And for society, I, I think society is is coming along, but those two factors, society and more importantly myself, is what crafts this this perspective of a failure and a non-productive or rather unproductive member of society. And that was something that I learned from myself in the last podcast. What am I most upset about? What is the biggest obstacle going forward for me with this situation? And that is me not feeling productive, feeling like an unproductive member of society. And it's nice to be able to have these free therapy sessions because I was able to have this elucidation like, oh, and what's stupid is my girlfriend, Sarah, was telling me this shit all along. She's like, you got to stop with that. And I'm like, oh man, I, you know, and God bless her. What, I mean, unbelievable human being to put up with that negative attitude over and over. But it's, it's draining for everybody involved. You know, like I can look back at how I used, I mean, I act like I'm just transformed all of a sudden. It, I've come a long way from what I used to be. And I mean, if I go back, I also know that I can come back up. But I mean, you talk about relationships, you talk about school, you talk about my last year of playing hockey. At some one point, I just told myself, you're not, you're, you're going to get hurt. You're not good enough. Well, of course, you're making mistakes out there. Your body language probably reads, coach, don't put me in, you know, like, or, you know, you're worried about your girlfriend and stuff like that. You know, she goes out and you're like, well, am I good enough? Is she going to find somebody else? And that's where my thoughts used to go. Now I'm like, dude, I, I am good enough. I, I like me. I like hanging out with me. You know, like I remember not too long ago, 
was watching, TV, you know, Netflix. I, I'd probably the office because I'd watch it on a rerun or Parks and Rec. But I'm, I just sit there laughing by myself. And I remember one one the, like one of the first times I at least recall, I remember just kind of sitting back and being like, "What was that?" <laughs> you know, I'm sure I had laughed by myself plenty of times, right? But I chose to acknowledge this time, and I just sat there and like, hmm. "Damn." This is actually really fucking fun to sit here by myself and do everything I like. What do I want to do? I want to read a book. Let's read a book. You want to go outside and take a walk? Go take a walk. Like there's just no you're responsible to yourself. Mm -hmm. And and man, learning that part for me was just this huge door opening and saying like, here's an exit. Here's a here's a way to gain distance between you and that that obstacle of your depression anxiety. You know, the suicidal thoughts, the idea that I'm going to take pills. It gave me this opportunity. I don't think that door ever gets locked shut. No. You know, and this is kind of coming back full circle that, yeah, these are things that, you know, they ask you, do you have suicidal thoughts? Yep. You ever think about using pills again? Well, yeah, mm -hmm. I like being high on pills. Like that, to me, like I'm not really a partier, but like that was my party. I just was happy. Yeah. That's all I was looking to do is feel happy. Oh, 100%. No, I mean, like. Yeah, you know, in the last couple of weeks, I think probably since Thanksgiving, all I've had this weird, like you call it, this transformation, like, boom, just like that. But there has been that up and down still, where it's kind of been a lull recently, and I, I feel unproductive. And, yeah, I think that all starts with society. I mean, it starts with how do you view yourself, right? And, like, the support system never is going to tell you that you're right, especially when you're wrong. Uh, of course. Right? Like, I hate myself. And like, say, dude, it's a bad support system. If they're, right. If they're not. So like your support system is crucial, but you've got to be able to look in inward. Like your answer is there. Mm -hmm. And you talk, we talk about perspective. Perspective is how we label everything. I, I didn't, I don't have to have, have that view on one particular situation. I can spin it to make it work for me. I can create something out of nothing. You're like just, Okay. Oh, I know that's not going to work, or that's probably not how I want this to to look when I'm older. You know, whatever it is. So then you change directions, but perspective is is giving it a label. And when you look inward, truly look inward. I I've had this experience. I kind of imagine this is what like getting addicted to like heroin or something would be like, where you're just chasing the high. The first time that I felt like I got in touch with like, I guess what people would call your soul, but just that that peace. It, it's not you can't label it. It does not have a label. That's who you are, right? So you're not who, you know, I'm Brian because someone told me I was Brian. It could be John. I don't know. Like, Good Nate, you know, Good. it doesn't, it's just what we label it as, you know, table, phone, whatever. So perspective kind of is everything. And how do you gain that perspective on yourself? You know, like I, you just continually learn these tools. For me, I learned a lot of them from reading, a lot of them from therapy, it, it wasn't the medications that helped. It was reframing my mindset. And you, know, you were talking about how, how do we want to come out of that last episode? And, and we, yeah, we want to kind of structure this so that when we do have guests on, everything kind of goes together. But your mental health is much, much of the time your mental state. How do you view your life? How do you view the thing in front of you? Is it an obstacle? Well, you don't have to go head on to the obstacle. Why don't you detour left? and make a sneak attack on or something like mm -hmm. how you tell your own story to yourself is is crucial and that all starts with perspective yeah. and when you start practicing that more and more and stop caring if it works when you're just like let me just see and if it's wrong then i know that 
I need to change it a little bit more. I got to keep working for it, but there is a way out of it. Absolutely. And you know, the, the difficult part is we look for the hack. We look for the shortcut. And unfortunately, when it comes to mental health and your perspective on who you are, you know, you can bury it all you want. And that might be a hack. That might be a shortcut, but at what cost? Well, it's going to change you. You you know, I, I think that people that can compartmentalize stuff and, and just like that situation, boom, putting it away. That is, is fascinating to me because I think that that just changed your overall personality, your, who you are. It changes your character. It, whether you're thinking about it consciously, it's there. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean like, I'm sure that there are situations where people like something so traumatic where it's just, it's gone or that's so deep that like, they don't think about it until like, very, you know, certain ticks. Sure. Like a repression. Right. But we're not talking about repression. We're talking about just burying everyday shit. Right. Feeling the resistance. Mm-hmm. And trying, trying to say like, I'm stronger than all of that. I don't, I can, I can hold it off. And I did that. I, I really did. And thank God there was a, a good group of professionals and friends, like you said, the support group who were willing to step up and say, uh, I don't know if that's quite the way it is. Let me give you a perspective. Right. And the, again, it's, it's interesting when we talk about perspective and obviously there's negative perspective and there's positive perspective, right. but overall it really doesn't, it matters, but it's how you get out of it. And, and, and again, there's no hack to it. There is no shortcut. There's no magic pill. I mean, like you said before, depression, pills, a suboxone for, for addiction, these aren't going to cure it. They're right. not going to make things better. And does it, does it do things chemically that, that provide relief and provide a way forward? 100%, but they're not your way forward. Right. It's a piece of the way forward. They're a crutch to allow you to take a little bit of a, a small step forward. And it's just kind of like that little pat on the ass. Like, all right, just we're here for yeah. you. But you know, like I, I was reading a book, and I, I didn't check the, I didn't check the actual research on this stuff. I, there's so many articles in that particular book, but I, I do kind of believe it because I've been off medication. I've been on and off medication, and the, the medication has always been very temporary for me, um, in terms of the relief I felt. But what's working is like the CBT type stuff, going to therapy or reading stuff that allows me to challenge where my mind is. Um, you know, I talked about how I like to challenge people's beliefs, not, not because I think I'm more right than them. I obviously, I, I think my, my opinion is my opinion. I believe it, but it doesn't say that that won't change, but I like to see that because now I really know how much you care about it. Mm -hmm. And for me, like all these situations, depression, anxiety, yeah, sometimes they knock me down thinking back, Oh, you know, the national championship for the hockey team or, you know, yeah, I do have to sometimes think about. Okay, I did put my head through a rope, and I did take an obnoxious amount of pills. Whether I thought I was going to actually win that battle or not, I don't know. But I, I do have to face that. And so how do you accept it? How do you frame it in your mind? And to me now, they're, they're kind of gifts. Every once in a while, they, they drag me down pretty far. But you now have that perspective of, okay, you, you can get out of this. And most of the time, it's not the medication mm-hmm. that helps. Obviously, if you need medication, do it. These research studies were talking about placebo effect. And, and it's like only a 20% difference. You know, I think you had a, and one of them is like a 40% increase um, for placebo. And I think it was like a 50% increase with, with medication. Which is insane. Right. It's either way, 
either great way. results. Yeah. But the fact is, it's not the medication that's making this happen. It might help you in terms of let's get our feet underneath us, but you have to take yeah. your own action in it's yourself. You. You've got to turn inward and say, like, I'm I know I'm better than this. I know I deserve better for myself. Mm-hmm. I want better for myself. And now you've said a whole bunch of really positive stuff by just saying, like, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like bad. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. You know, you don't, probably shouldn't be mean to yourself. It's not great, but it, the positivity you just spun by saying, like, yes. Fake it till you make it. Hey man, just take the first step fal- of saying like I can do this. False motivation. You always right. say that in the military. Right. Like placebo effect is part of science. Like that's why that stuff works. Just try it. Yes. It, it's a buy-in almost. And there, there are certain things as well um, that we will not be able to control. And I go back to those those two those two things that that frame a perspective and create a perspective for me. The first is the myself. And what I can do to control myself and control the perspective I have. There are certain environmental things that I can control. I can control how much sleep I get. I can control what food. I can control my working out. And for a better part, I can control a good part of my environment and what's going on in my head. There are other things that do that I do not have control over. And I think I found, and so <clears throat> we'll say the society, societal perspective of someone struggling with substance dependency, someone that struggles with divorce, getting out of the military, all these things, th- those are out of my control. And I think, and as guys, I think for the most part, I can't really speak to women because I am not one, but <laughs> um, I believe it it, it's, it spans the uh, pan-gender, if you will. But, um, you know, you... You look for control in places when you don't have control of yourself. And for me, it was this spiral out of control post-use where I was trying to control and having freakouts about the things I very well couldn't control. And that was where you know I might be going with my career or what my ex-wife was thinking. And those are things I cannot control. Right. And it, instead, what I should have done was think, inwardly, what can I control? Right. And when, when I was able to finally realize and understand that I create the narrative and perspective of myself, which I'm obviously still struggling with because I have these, I have these moments. It's this, it, it's the ego that's, right. that comes up and says, Hey, you're not making a hundred thousand dollars a year. Remember when you're, remember when you were doing that? Right. You fucked it all up, man. And that's the devil. It's the, it really they is. refer to it in, uh, in the power of now. Uh, they refer to it as the pain body. And the more you fuel that with that negativity, the resistance, the stronger that bitch gets. Mm-hmm. And, and like you talk about creating perspective, I had to learn tools to just detach from that mind. Like that's what that's what mind association is. Being mind associated means you're attached to ego, and ego is. I mean, I'm sure someone could come up with some experience that's like, oh, well, that was my ego. Fine. But most of the time, your ego is this bastard of of a thing that is not real. It's just not a real thing. It's just a perceived thought that it's like everything wrong is going to go right. You know, everything that could go wrong is going to happen. You know, it's the ego is not good for you. And how do you gain that perspective? For me, when I would start to get caught in those thoughts, the anxiety, whatever the situation was, could be money, could be school, whatever it was, I would sit there and I would picture myself as like a fly on my wall 
watching me have this panic attack or, you know, this bout of anxiety. And the first time that happened, I was like, just, I was just there. I didn't feel it. I was just watching, you know, like sometimes I use the, the, you know, the analogy of like, your thoughts are just clouds floating by, just watch them. It's all good. You know, like there's so many small tools that you can use. And those, those are the first two that I go to right away. I'm like, just, first of all, relax. Like take a deep breath, let your body relax. And all of a sudden when you become one with that stress, one with ego, it, it takes it away. So you one. now have that clarity, that little bit of silence where you're not just racing through. You're kind of, you're sitting there, you're, you're taking inventory of your thoughts and you're hopefully with a, at least a better chance to you get a positive outcome and a positive mm-hmm. outlook. And now how do we sort through this situation? All right, here's what I'm going to try first. And with the idea that maybe this won't work, let me try this too. It, you have to find the way to gain that perspective. And, and that's, that, that's kind of what it was when I was referring to who you really are is this, there's an inability to label it. The first time I got in touch with that, I was in therapy. And my, my therapist, is, he was the man. Uh, he's like laughing because he said he watched me like actually go to that area that I think like people that, you know, are serious about meditation, just that true part of consciousness. You are like one with everything around you type feeling. And I got there. I don't know if it was for a half second. I don't know if it was for 10 minutes. I don't know. Yeah. But when I came out of it, he was like just laughing. And I'm like, what? He's like, I watched it happen. And when I left, I pretty much tripped. I, I was tripping out. The whole way home next morning, I woke up. And I was like, I got to come see you again today. Like I can't. And it all was, I could not wrap my mind around the unknown. I'm, it, I was just there. Yeah. I don't know what it was. You can yeah. I could I cannot I cannot describe what that feeling was, but that's when I was like, oh, okay, I do maybe I am in charge of this, and that's when I started to realize you cannot wrap your mind around everything. Some things are out of your control. Absolutely, and and that's the thing is, <clears throat> as humans, we want to be in control of everything because no one likes to feel out of control. You can get wrapped up in feeling out of control, and it becomes who you are. But again, that's perspective that you create for yourself. And I had a similar. Um, experience in in therapy as well. And, you know, my perspective at the time was utterly negative. I mean, there was no way for me to, to really be positive. I mean, shit, I was living in Hawaii, go to the beach, I fished all the time. It was overwhelmingly beautiful weather all the time, even in my lowest point, uh, in my life there, I'm still sit here and I go, damn, I really miss Hawaii when, you know, that, whatever little creature might be walking around on my shoulder (laughs) speaking to my ears, like dog, why, why did you want to go back? Like that was horrific. Right. And, but you know, you, you, obviously there are positive things that were there, but I remember in therapy, we had that similar, uh, experience where she had me do some deep box breathing and which is just phenomenal, which is amazing it's, in it's itself, hard. breathing yeah. itself. You and, realize how bad you are at breathing when you start doing oh, that too. Like, oh my gosh. hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, we've been, you know, I said we've been spearfishing. We'd go down and hold our breath. We did a lot of breath work when we were out there, but my buddies and I, but actually being in your own thoughts and not worrying about the shark that might be behind you is a completely different situation. And she had me do this box breathing and she brought me into this place and she said, go to the safest place you could, you could think of So I'm like, God, I'm safe space. All right. And for whatever reason you create this, this space. And she said, bring out Nate 
that you currently are, like the Nate that you are. <laughs> and you maybe have had similar situations. Yeah, yeah dude. And this she's is great. And she starts, she, and this is something you can do. I mean, anyone can do this. I do it today. And the person that I bring out into this safe space, the Nate that is currently right now present on this podcast talking is way different than the first time I did this exercise. But she had me come out and she said, I want you to just start spitting off adjectives and verbs. Like, tell me what you think about this this person. So it was one after another. He's a loser. He's out of shape. Uh, his career shit. You just beating the shit and out of yourself. Oh, beating the shit out of me. And like, she, she You're like, this is just every yeah, day for me. This yeah, is pretty easy. Yeah, I'm you know, good just, at this. Just going down the line. Yeah, like, and, yeah I should make this yeah, a career. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> really good at this. And, and she didn't stop me either, which was really funny because she didn't say like, oh, okay, now that's enough. I, you know, I would have these longer pauses trying to come up with adjectives. Right. And I'm like, bitch, just not stopping me. Like, <laughs> right. she obviously agrees with this. But anyway, so she's, yeah, you're starting to feel validated. Yeah, like, exactly. Everybody else tells me this is wrong. She's I, telling me I'm right. She's <laughs> not stopping me. Like, I guess I'll keep going. So I'm just coming up with synonyms for like horrific <laughs> adjectives. So anyway, she, uh, so we finally, we finally stopped. I said, I don't think I have anything else. I think I've destroyed myself enough. And she said, okay, that's, that's good. Now I want you to put that Nate away and I want you to bring out the new Nate. I want you to bring out the Nate that, that you aspire to be the Nate that you know you are. And, and, and I want you to do the same exercise. Begin to tell me what you see. It was the same exact damn person. Right. And it was prospective thinking. It was acknowledging the attributes that I had for society and for my family and the life that I had. And the list maybe wasn't as long as the negative list, but then she had me at the end. She said, okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to bring both Nates out into your safe space. So I got negative Nate, positive Nate. She goes, I want you to have them walk towards each other. Yes. Right? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Walk <laughs> towards each other. And as they're walking towards each other, I want the Nate that was to dissipate into the positive Nate. And that yeah. was the exercise. And... I'm, I, I swear to you, it was the most, the first time specifically, was the most enlightening. I, like I said, it's really hard to articulate and describe what that is. But It's I the most incredible feeling ever. Because you now have a perspective, right? It is gaining new perspective that this is it. This is well, not... Well, it gives you the perspective. You're in control. Like, you can go do these yeah. things that you say you cannot do. 100%. I was in control. Like, that's when I started. I was like, well, son of a bitch. I guess I can do this. I just... I've been putting it off for so long. Now I got to figure this shit out. Yeah. Like, okay, let's start. Giddy up. <laughs> You're like, here we go. Okay. What's the first choice? Make a decision. All right. Yeah. And from there, it was... It was illuminating because you could, I could wake up or I could go home. First off, I, I uh, mirror your situation. I was tripping balls on the way home. Yeah. I literally like missed turns. I couldn't understand it. I literally was like, what the fuck just happened? And you do go back and dive down some rabbit holes. And, but it was that probably starting point where I knew that you could create perspective. And I think going forward, even though there was plenty more negative things that happened, uh, having to leave, get out of the military and, and, and it was opportunity. It was positive opportunity. It felt like shit, 
But look, you know, exactly. So we had talked about this when we kind of pre-showed a little bit. So it's like, okay, well, where's the road past this? Like, why, why the hell are these two dudes who keep talking about their problems sitting and doing a podcast and happy? Because sure. Lord knows I wouldn't be happy. But you begin to, first off, I think you, I don't know if you, you mentioned this or not yet, but there is part of, as humans, we, we desire an identity, and we desire community. And when you lose that community and that sense of identity, that itself can be problematic. Well, it's, it, yeah, leaving with hockey. Who am I? This is, this is the only thing that I ever felt like I was even remotely okay at. You know, I, was, uh, I always describe my, my playing, hockey playing abilities as mediocre at best. But I had a really good time doing it, and I love the people that I did it with. So like when that was over... And still to today, this point, like there still feels like a void. But now I just think that, you know, you talk about like, oh, there's just two guys that talk about all these horrible experiences for them, and and you're like, how, why do they sound happy? Well, I'm, if it's not happiness, it's excitement. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't, I don't know what's next. It doesn't matter what's next. I'm just, I'm, I'm happy to be right here. I feel great what I'm doing, and and I know that the things I don't feel great about are gonna get sorted out the patience and, and taking action when those two things meet, you're going to get some really great feedback, some great answers. And some of it's not going to be actually feel great, but in more opportunity to start creating more of what you want. And as you start creating more of what you think you want, you start getting closer to the life you want. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that ever ends. I don't know, but I know that it's, it's a lot more enjoyable doing it this way. Are there moments of anxiety? Absolutely. But like, you know, talking about just tools you can use with that perspective. When that anxiety comes up, sometimes I just picture myself as the anxiety walking into a burning fire. And after a few seconds, I walk back out, the anxiety's gone. You know, it's, it's how do you frame some of these situations to be like, I can handle this. Buy yourself some time, gain some perspective, slow it down. And then when you do have that clarity where there's not a, you're not thinking, you know, 100 miles a minute, you're not full of anxiety, what would you like to do mm. about this? Yeah. You know, you, you talk about all these things and all I'm thinking about <clears throat> is the eight plus months that it took to get here to Colorado. Right. And, you know, you have these tools and, you know, sometimes you get tools and you learn things, you read books. And a lot of the time, at least for me, I'll read something really uh, important, right? Or for myself. And because I don't have real world application for it, sometimes it just gets overlooked or I don't use it, that tool to my, the best of my ability. Right. Well, getting out of the military was a 110%. Uh, I, needed, I needed to apply those tools that I used to its fullest, to the 110%. I know people hate that, but... Um, <laughs> and there was, again, you know, I, I struggled with the, my perception of myself, my perspective. I struggled with the, the, the sort of isolation and lack of identity in the community and I buried a lot of that by traveling, although I, I got to hang out with the, the best people in the world that mean the most to me. Um, so I definitely wasn't burying, or wasn't, that wasn't meaningless. It was sure. meaningful, but there was a period of time where I could go do what I wanted because society, in a way, proclaimed that I could because you're out of the military. Go enjoy yourself. Right. For a little bit, grow your beard. Let your hair grow out. You know, do what you need to do. You know, but then all of a sudden that sort of had to slow down. The honeymoon stage is over. It's over and back to reality. And now you remove, I remove myself from basic income. 
I remove myself right. from relationships. I remove myself. I'm back in Michigan. I'm back in my parents' room or, or uh, the bedroom I, I slept in growing up. And being in a place where you know, I don't have many friends and or the friends that I do have are off doing their own thing. And I really had to dig there because it all came crashing in again. What the hell are you going to do? You're not a productive member of society. Right. Hey, Nate, what are you doing? Like, are you going to go get your nursing license? Are you going to go do this? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I'm going to, I'm, yeah, I'm just working on it, just taking some time. Right. You know, enjoying and, my life. And that wave of that perspective came back. And it was, hey, you're, uh, you know, you, look what you did to yourself. Like, kind of scum, dude. Right. People really knew. People really knew about you. Like, if something, if you were going to do something good, it would have already happened. Exactly. It's, it's not. And you took the, you took a certain amount of time where you're like, okay, I deserve this or I need this, and then as that closed down, you're like, shit, mm-hmm. I got nothing. And then I threw up a, a facade again, right, and it, to people that that didn't really know uh, what was going on. And thank God for the people that were around me, especially in, in Michigan when I was there, who who did know what was going on. And so there was a level of um, downloading that I was able to do with them, but. I think what happened, and I, I don't know, we, we talked about patience a little bit, and I am not a patient individual. Um, my dad has always said, if you're going to do it right, do it right the first time, be detail-oriented. I didn't get any of that. Um, <laughs> and Me neither. <laughs> I'm a, I would like to, um, I'm almost to the point, and of course being stuck in the millennial generation, we're instant gratification. I buy that thing on Amazon and it's here in two days. Right. You know, I, I, uh, I, you know, whatever. What I, I want, I yeah, want now. Exactly. And now I'm stuck in a place where everything that I want will take time. Right. And I am happy for the things that I have done in my life that have taught me just a little bit of patience. Right. That would be the biggest one, I think, for me, and we're talking about coping and perspective, is working out. Because I know that there's goals I need to hit, there's, but I'm never going to be able to hit them unless I work hard and, and enact a little bit of patience to allow for recovery, X, Y, Z. I mean, we all, we know about this. But there was also that the patience needed um, and the time that needed to elapse in order to restart life. And I wasn't willing for that patience. But it's funny how when I look back on it now, and we discussed this pre-showing, it's like, it's really funny the things that I choose to do in life that I have to enact the most amount of patience I ever right. would need to enact. So, for example... We do not like it easy. <clears throat> no. Like I just <laughs> every, My mom always tells that to me. She's like, everything you do, you make like a project out of. Uh, like, I, don't, I don't know what that's about. It's like, I could have come back to Michigan and it would have been easy. I would have been back in two months. But no, I got to go to Colorado. And I got to go to a place I don't know anybody except for my sister and some, some family I have here. Um, you know, Sarah and I own a DIY. We started a DIY company, man. You see me out in that garage and I'll just paint one fucking piece of wood and I got to walk away from it. And so, and and, you sit and watch the paint literally dry. Yeah. And cooking and doing long, uh, long recipes, podcasting takes a level of patience and building a following, you know, not that that's the point, but you know, having patience and allowing for things to happen and and I think, in a way, it it has taught me that you know even those idle days when I was here, just waiting for job interviews and waiting to hear things, you know, it, it was I have a choice, 
you know, I either improve my situation and do and and create and, you know, so the podcasting, writing a book and, and working out, it's like you, you realize that there's a level of patience needed, but you, and for me, I needed to do everything I possibly could, everything, improve the situation, be at the right place at the right time, you know, do everything I need to do so that when the patience has finally let up and the action, the execution will need to happen. That's getting the job or letting the state um, have, you know, allow me to have my license. I had built, I had built enough of a foundation that I was ready to execute. When well, I had you, you built a foundation to recreate yourself. Exactly. You know, it's, if, I'm sitting here trying, I'm thinking of a situation I'm trying to put in the words, but these struggles, these, you know, these struggles are these uh, tests of patience. It's really funny because I think part of the reason it's it's so annoying and frustrating to you as a person that is impatient, I think everybody's got their limit, is that like you are forced to start doing all the things you've been saying you wanted to do. Yeah, well, you I, know, like I, I should start a podcast. Well, the semester fell apart for me and it was like, oh shit, we've been talking about this for a little bit now. And now you have all the time in the, wor- in the world to and make this attempt shit like the, yeah. time to face your fear time to put your you know take your step and actually do follow through on what you're saying if everything else had worked out i wouldn't be doing this i probably would not be doing this because it, it'd be like it's probably gonna be too much and well knowing me i would have tried it and everything would have crashed and burned but uh <laughs> spreading yourself thin there's mm-hmm. another uh, learning experience of patience like let one thing kind of settle and, and make sense and then see if we can tack something else on but it's funny to me to learn that a lot of these struggles are frustrating, not because the change is now that you have to go do what you're about to do or that you say yeah. you wanted to do. Like, oh, I want to do X, Y, and Z. You're like, well, you got time now. It's, it's funny what a little bit of, of patience does, but that patience coupled with a, a uh, evolving perspective of yourself and your self-worth and I was what, just saying, and what I was, you can do. I was just thinking about the word confidence. Mm-hmm. forcing yourself to have to do those things i think that action that you take is building it i mean it's building yourself building your confidence but you know hiking <laughs> okay well people are in class and, and you don't have class right now you want to go hiking go hiking this is pretty simple you drive everywhere else just put it in the gps and let's roll yeah. you know like go go get that confidence now i'm doing these things and you know, after, I hadn't hiked since, uh, I hiked for the first time since I got back after Thanksgiving. And I was just in this funk. Like, you know, I, f- I knew everything was good. I felt happy, but there was something, energy was just low. I went back out on Wednesday and, and that whole day I was like, I feel much better. Like, I just feel cleansed all of a sudden. And, and there was that perspective. You know, like Joe Rogan's got the joke of like, oh, don't be the person that, that wants to go to the mountain. And he's like, you know, you can just look up. Like that fucking thing is, is infinity. <laughs> Like, it's infinite. You, you can't, we don't know where it ends. He's like, but instead you're going to go stand and look at a ditch. Right. You know, like, and when I was hiking the other day, instead of looking down on the mountains, I looked up and it was a pretty cloudy morning. And it, when I looked up, man, the, the perception that I had was this weird design and movement of the clouds. And like, as soon as that happened, I kind of just like felt super relaxed. I was like, there it is. I, I feel 
calm again. I feel sorted out. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I think that's probably what people call being recentered or ground, grounded. Right. I like, it was just like this brief moment of pause, start over. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Now let's evaluate what's, what's life situations. What's life, life struggles. What do you need to do to correct this or move through that? You know, like, it could be anything though. It could be meditation. It could be reading your book. You know, there's so many things out there that that was perspective, you know, creating. And how did I do it? I'm just, if I had never taken that chance or things didn't go my way for school. So it created that chance to go hike by yourself. If I hadn't gone hiking by myself, I wouldn't have had that experience. And who knows where, if without that experience, where my thoughts would have gone or where I would have taken everything, you know, you have to continually keep going for it. Absolutely. you know, I, we've definitely talked about, I think, like our, our tools, your tools for perspective change. And, you know, it's, it's funny what you can find out and the, the tools that you can use to help shape perspective as well. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a tool that's specifically designed to change perspective. Right. When, you know, whether that's the meditation and taking the two negative people or, or going to that place of anxiety or whatever the tool, the tricks that the, you know, someone might tell you to use. But it's also just slowing down. Yeah. And I think I was, my nature was to go a thousand miles a minute. And I think that's what led to part of my problem was spreading myself thin and saying yes to everything. And, and thinking I could conquer the world. Well, it's because as a society, we've created these, you know, these f- fictional uh, milestones. Was 25, you should have this. 28, 30, 35, 50, you know, whatever. You know, like, yeah. it, if, I, if I became a billionaire at 49, would my life have been any better or worse if I had become a millionaire at 38? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Well, first of all, I don't know. I'm 28. But the... <laughs> It doesn't matter. You should be enjoying the whole thing because it, when you get there, it's not going to stop. Mm-hmm. You know, or whatever your goal is, it be financial. It could be you know writing a book or making a podcast. You know, whatever it is, you're going to hit these little milestones. But why does it matter when? Exactly. Be- because there's so many other things that you're learning that are going to make you good at what you want to do. And if it's, it, you know, they probably are carryover to a whole bunch of things. But you know, like this. It, the thing is, you, you can't you can't serve two more than one master, right? Mm. So like, yeah, you can serve a whole bunch of different things, but there's got to be probably that one thing that you just kind of go all in on. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, you talk about going all in, and I talked to my uh, a buddy, uh, well Grant. Anyway, he just he just ETS or got out of the military. That's what we call it, getting out of the military, and it was. I could honestly say to him, you know. I am, for the first time in my life, working to live and instead of living to work. And and so it's a perspective shift, right? Why am I more happy now when I should have been the happiest I ever was when I had X, Y, and Z? Right. All the things you think you want. Exactly. And you know what? It's like thinking back now, if someone had asked, so if you were to take Nate from two years ago to a Nate today and literally say, all right, assholes, which one of you is the happiest? Now, if Nate today said, oh, I'm really, I'm the happiest. Or, and then two years ago, Nate said, I'm the happiest. The outside opinion would be, my guess is that probably Nate two years ago was the happiest. He had the house. 
right. use this X, Y, and Z. He had, the, he had the storybook. Exactly. And, but the reality is, Nate today, I'm talking to the third person, that's right. <laughs> the Me today, I am more happy because I've allowed myself the ability to have a better perspective on myself and realize what's important. And I mean, I thought we're going a thousand different directions here, but it really comes back down to what you can do to help yourself gain a better perspective on yourself, on yourself. yourself, Exactly. And you know, there's, I think the reason I'm just all over the place is because I finally found that point where I can, I have all these tools to change the perspective. I still struggle with it, of course. I I mean, it's hard to not always want more. Exactly. And especially when you like what's more. Exactly. And, but I think the more now is in getting more, it's like, what of, what, what is that more that you need? It's fulfillment and fulfillment is a chase, you know, in in hockey, uh, they have this phrase of like chasing hockey is losing hockey. Chasing fulfillment is a losing life. Like, yeah, you should have, you know, goals or whatever you want to call goals. These milestones (laughs) that you're trying to achieve to get to what you think is the picture. That picture is always evolving. It's like the clouds, man. It's always evolving. That's something I had to learn. But once you do start understanding a little bit more, you start, you stop chasing fulfillment, which is an empty race. And you start enjoying where you're at right now. Creating the things that you, right. And the things you have, like. I appreciated that muffin. That was a delicious, healthy muffin. Yeah, I want, I want you know, like I ordered gym equipment and like, instead of being like, oh, I'm glad I got these, but I wish I had this too. Well, yeah, of course I'd like to continue to build the, the garage gym up, but it's sweet what we have out there right now. You know, you start living more of what's in tune with you right now and then you're you're happy, you're more joyful, not because you think you have it all, but because you're doing all the things you want to do. Mm-hmm. And you start understanding that your patients just enjoy this and learn what you can from this and, you know, squeeze it out of all of its knowledge. Mm-hmm. Educate it's, yourself through action. And, and yeah. just you're doing things that truly speak to you. And all of a sudden, these things that the picture, how you get to whatever that big old picture you painted in your head was, is now different, but it's mm-hmm. more fun. I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head. It really is that the two years ago, it was, this was what I was working towards. Right. I was going to 28, be, I'm going to have this. Yep. And that's, yep. I'm going to be happy as hell because I have it. Well, I'm in Colorado and although, yeah, I am happy, happy. It's not because there's no negative situations. Yeah. It literally, it was retire at this age, <laughs> save this much money. I'm on track to save this much money for, for this time frame. I'm going to have this much money saved. I'm going to own a house here. I'm going to be a, a physician. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And everything, and there's there's nothing wrong with goals. I think goals are unbelievably important. And without, yeah, without, without goals for me, I would be, I'd be kind of lost. But it's funny when you change the perspective on yourself, when you change what, and you start creating fulfillment in the now, right now. Right. I'm not going to have some perceived fulfillment that I'm working towards. I'm going to create the fulfillment right now. Now, right. you know what? That goal down the road, it sort of dissolves. It's still there. It's still, there's still a goal for those things, but it's not as specific. Well, and it's, it's the crawl, walk, run. Exactly. Like I have to take care of right now in, in, you know, like, oh, there's no I in team. No, but there's a me. You can manipulate those letters to say me, like you got to take care of your business for this thing to work. You've got to take care of right now. And you know, maybe that's painting one piece of wood. I'm good at that. You've got to learn from like, oh, okay, 
I got to I got to find something else to do to take this time or maybe I need to take this time to just slow down and breathe, come back mm-hmm. to my breath and gain that perspective of being right here, feel myself sitting, you know, what am I stressing out outside of that I'm pissed off that I got to wait for this paint to dry? Yeah. What are those stressors? Okay, sit, you know, take inventory on that. Sit with it. Do you feel what are you feeling? Don't worry about what you're thinking. Worry about what you're feeling. What's your heart tell you? What kind of emotions coming up? Is it sadness? Is it excitement? And that will kind of keep you moving forward into other things. And you, by the time that's all, you get to that, you already forgot about the piece of wood that you're waiting for the paint to yeah. dry on. And it's, <clears throat> I, I'm equally as guilty at, to chasing fulfillment. And I think everybody I has think, to be. <clears throat> I think chasing the fulfillment has changed the, pers- I guess, the, if we dare say, perspective has changed that it's a different type of fulfillment. Um, you know, I'm not so caught up in what I need to make to do this, to do this. I mean, it's still obviously like have a family and have a career and, but you know, you start the podcasting stuff and you're like, shit, man, I'm just going to grind it out. I love doing it. Who knows where this is going to go? So right. you change that perspective. But I do still to a level have to be honest with myself and say, I do chase fulfillment. And just today, Sarah was, you know, or whenever it was the other day, I, I allowed myself, how do I do this? I allowed myself to watch some Netflix for like an hour and sitting in bed watching Netflix. I'm like, A, I'm watching fucking Netflix right. when I could be doing something else. <laughs> and it's fiction. So it's not even <laughs> teaching me anything. And Sarah came in the room and I was like, ah, no, nah, I'm done. And, and, and she looked at me and she's like, you are neurotic. <laughs> she's walked out of the room laughing. She's like, can you just sit the fuck down for, for an hour and just relax? That's my, my dad is, uh, he's like, oh, I gotta go do this. She's like, dad, slow down. But I do this and it's, it's not been a very long time for me and I'm not, you know, all that consistent with it. But today I did it. I was like, you should be again, doing something, go mm-hmm. work out, go open the book and start studying for this or Read that, or you know, turn up. If you're gonna watch Netflix, watch something productive. Exactly. I'm gonna rewatch The Office for like the twelfth time. I do it always. I mean, all although time. I love it, <laughs> this is not what you truly want. But also, at times, you you know, I, I need to sit down and say, you need a break. I probably take a few too many breaks, but it's then the process is okay. Acknowledge that you want to take a few less breaks, and you can only change this moving forward. You know, okay, it's eleven o'clock at night tonight. Enjoy yourself tonight. Tomorrow, let's limit some of this stuff. Let's be. Let's actually get two two things that you were trying to get done today that you didn't. Let's get them done first thing in the morning. You know, you start trying to make that ladder. It doesn't have to change right away. We don't need it tomorrow. We don't need it right now. You've got to learn how to just say, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I gotta take out the field and then I can lay the concrete or dig the hole. You know, whatever it might be. And you know what it takes? Patience. Patience. Yes. Patience and draw your perspective and son of a bitch patience it's it's like anytime that someone says like oh you need to be learning something from this I'm like if i don't know the answer patience it just always <laughs> applies like that's just like the given yeah <laughs> like it's like hard work people that celebrate hard work you're like yeah. dude not much happens without hard work this is a given i think john wellborn says it all the mm-hmm. time i think i got the pride from him on his podcast where he's like uh hard work effort is a given you can't you can't not give effort and do something mm-hmm. well. I mean, some people can do certain things, but like we're talking about this many people, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like an extreme microcosm. Yeah, but it, I, it's 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 yeah. just crazy how the patience thing is is applied to everything, and it really does. It comes full circle because 
I mean, these are obviously kind of been all over the place, but that's fine. It's, it's these, these themes, right? It's the changing perspective and changing perspective is no different from trying to lose weight. And that is patience. It's going to take time. And well, you know, how do you work out? How do you lose weight? Well, you get out and you work out. Okay. Well, how do I change perspective? I take these tools, whether it's meditation or it's therapy or it's taking the deep breath or, or relaxing or whatever, whatever it is. I mean, these are all these fundamental tools that come together to help you shape your perspective of your life. And how do you get out of those negatives? Maybe this is a good time to, I mean, it, it frames kind of podcast going forward. You know, what, it, what do you do to change perspective and slow things down and create that patience? And, uh, you know, I guess for, for me, um, as I frame the question to you and then answer it, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, there's, there's, um, for example, there's a, an awesome app out there called Headspace. And I don't know if you've used it or not, yes, but yep. it's a, uh, just type in Headspace and I think it's like 12 bucks a year. It's totally worth it. It's a guy that does guided meditation. I mean, he's got animations, he's got different, um, he talks you, talks you through it, talks you through the entire he thing. He changes your perspective. It, like they have like specific time points. You know, if you're mm-hmm. doing like a, a package of 10 meditations that build on each other in the middle of it, it's before it's like a pre-learning thing where you watch an animation to understand what you're about to experience. Yep. He draws a picture for you. Yeah. You know, and and the first, I think the first 30 introductory, which is interesting because you pay for it and then you don't just get it unlocked. Like it legitimately is. You have to you, work your you, way up. Yeah, it's to teaching unlo- you patience yeah, to, to get un- to the big goal. Yeah, to unlock the damn app, you need to do like the 30 introductory uh, meditations. Right. And they're like, they're 10 to 15 minutes in your own head. All you have to do is give 10 to 15 minutes of <laughs> exactly. your day. You know how long it took me to get through those damn things? It took me forever. <laughs> it's it, such a grind. I'm uh, like, oh, I'd rather not do it than have to wait 30 days. Yeah. So uh, the point being, like that, that was one tool I used is Headspace. And it's... Once you unlock it, I mean, they've got it for sleep, anxiety, stress, whatever, Focus, relationships, performance, yeah. everything. Um, that was one thing I used, uh, you know, definitely working out was the other one, like getting out and just expending energy because I, I know that that energy builds up and it's not good because it's not constructively used. And I can go build as much stuff as I want, but if I don't work out, that energy is not expended. So those are kind of like two things I use to help with perspective and patience. Right. I, I think that well, it's maybe it, probably two years ago now, whatever, I, I went through a, a point of time where that was the first time I understood applying that negative energy to exercise, to to working out, to training. And that was, uh, that was just another tool, that experience of the light bulb going on of, oh, this is what it feels like to put my stress as the energy rather than keep thinking negative thoughts. You know, I started running. I hate running. And I have that rule of like, I don't run unless I'm being chased by the cops, <laughs> which is like only a slight joke. It's, it's for majority serious, but right. you know, it, it's, I understood how to actually use that energy as a fuel. And even if it only gave me 30 minutes of, of just like, cool, I'm unwinding. Even if it was a half second, you know, meditation, even if you can get quiet for, you know, or just take perspective for a, a second, that second is enough to say like, all right, that was something. Let's make it two seconds next. Yeah. You know, like let's, let's just work for the small things. And because as you keep going, it's the house gets built and, and it takes a little bit of time, but it, all it is headspace, right? Like yeah. just sit down close your eyes for 10 minutes. 
That's it. It's not easy. It's terribly hard. But you'd be surprised what just a little bit of something you do for yourself can help you with perspective and help you moving forward. Uh, Joe Rogan interviewed the, um, don't have her name, which is embarrassing, but she just won the, it was like a 245-mile foot race uh, in Utah. 245? 245 miles. Why, okay, and, why are people doing these things? I, I kind of like it. Anyway, <laughs> so she, and she destroyed the competition by hours. Like she, the second place person, she, by the time they crossed the finish, finish line, men and women, she could have had, had a nice steak dinner, slept for 12 <laughs> yeah. hours and had breakfast waiting. Traveled the, the world line. twice. Exactly. <laughs> and she, uh, so of course there's a lot of these questions like, well, a, what the hell, how, but she, she told the story, um, you know, cause they asked about sleeping and she goes, I, you know, I slept a little bit, but she goes, you know, the best sleep I got. She said, I was running with a, with a um, pacer, one of her buddies, and she was starting to stumble across the, back and forth across the trail. She goes, okay, I just, like, I just got to sleep. She goes, but just let me sleep for one minute. One minute, 60 seconds. I just want to sleep for 60 seconds. He's like, okay. She lays down. 60 seconds later, he wakes her up, and she's like, How, why did you let me sleep so long? She's like, I was dreaming. I was, I was REMing. Like, what the hell? And he goes, look at my watch. You've been asleep for 60 seconds. <laughs> she goes, I slept for 60 seconds. I fell asleep before I hit the ground, slept for 60 seconds, and I got up and I was able to run for like an ungodly amount of miles and for hours. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I give you. I, we got to figure out what episode that was. Because uh, for the record, I I'm secretly just want to be Joe Rogan. There you go. <laughs> we were talking about this. We were we went out downtown for a little bit last night. And we were talking about the podcast with a buddy from class. And I was like, dude, I want to. I wish I was funny to funny enough to be just like Joe Rogan because I the way he like thinks of his jokes. That is how I actually think about life. And I'm like, yes, yeah, someone gets it. Someone is on the same wavelength with me. This hey, is great. And, and I also can make a living by just talking to people. Right. The guy smokes weed all day and he talks to the smartest people in the world in you know, like specific areas. And he's just sitting there and he's like, I'm really dumb in school, me, but I'm really smart outside of life, kind of me. And he beat the system. He gets paid to smoke weed and learn. He's probably one of the smartest dudes with like useless knowledge. He's like, well, I mean, I know it. I can't really apply it because I'm, I'm not, you know, a top tier athlete or something like that. Goals, my friend. Patience, right? right. Patience. <laughs> but I, so this, this, this chick, Jesus, yeah, and, and this, rant. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, this freak of nature, this superhuman. Now, granted, she doesn't diet. She doesn't do anything. So I highly encourage everyone to go listen to this podcast. This, that's this, fantastic. This, this, this girl is unbelievably inspirational, but. You know, that the, the point is you take the time to do the things that are going to propel you forward. And you know what? Like in her case, do you think she thought that a one minute nap was going to do shit for her? No, but it was arguably the most meaningful rest that she got on a right. 245 mile foot race. So you'd be surprised what you throw yourself into that can help you slow things down, gain perspective and, and teach you patience. And I think that's the case with the woodworking and it's the podcasting and playing music or doing whatever you like it. You don't know that it's going to work until you try and do it. Yeah. It's taking action. It's hard as hell, but, but that's what makes it so much more fun. 
like that that challenge it's a challenge it's an investment in a challenge to yourself like how how good can i be at this how where can i take my level of performance mm-hmm. to right now like i got to imagine that's what it's like for being in, like you know playing in NHL or NFL those guys have a different mentality they do not think they can't do anything i know that sentence probably makes like no sense but they look at we watch like this stuff called like 24/7 for the NHL and they're leading up to the winter classic everything these guys do is a competition they think they can win all the time whether it's you know in a relationship like this is going to be the greatest relationship ever that's all they think like I can do anything. Their mentality is like, I got this. Let me try it. And if they can't do it, they're like they're pissed off. Not because they're they don't think they can't do it because it didn't happen fast enough. So now they're like, okay, breathe, you know, reevaluate what just happened and let's try mm-hmm. again. They don't get discouraged. Yeah, and I think other people ask the question. It's like well, I don't have, I don't have time to do these new things. I don't have time to go maybe sign up at a gym or a CrossFit gym or train for a half marathon or just go train for a 5k. I don't have time to do that. I don't think anyone's asking or your body is asking or your mind is asking to do something astronomically different. It's just asking and you need to ask yourself, what is it going to take to just change a little bit of my perspective? And you say this all the time, wake up, make your bed, brush your teeth, read a fucking book. I have like four yeah. books laying right by the side of my bed. And sometimes I still fail to read the book. It's, it's like an, it, any obstacle, anything you want to do more, like you want to play more guitar, go put the guitar right where you're going to have to walk. You know, like, or when you're sitting, if you're sitting and watch, if you watch TV, put your guitar right in the middle and that way it's super close to you. So that way you have no reason to be like, oh, I don't want to take it out of the case. Like, oh, you, these excuses are so mm-hmm. easily jammed backed in there. But if it's like right there, you're like, well, all right, I'm right here. I might as well just kind of fuck around with it. And that's how pretty much everything is. Make it easier to get there, but resisting any kind of change or, you know, the struggle, the more you accept that, the quicker you accept it, the quicker you're on to that next thing and building back up. Yeah, it's, yeah. All you need is the one second, you know, the split second of pause, press the brakes on that racing mind or whatever it is and, and let's pull back from being with the mind and, and start feeling like take inventory. Like if you, you know, how you do, how you do anything is how you do everything. Take inventory. Cause you, you take inventory on everything. And once you clear through it, you'd be like, wow, all right, let's do this first. Exactly. And then you accomplish that. Okay. Let's do that now. It, it's just stacking the blocks. How you do anything is how you do everything. Yeah. Shit, man. Yeah. I got nothing else. I'm good. Cool. What's so- a, yeah, you, you, I'm, I'm going. I'm headed home. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're, cha- we're changing the rules on that one, but uh, I think we're going to road trip back to Colorado. Hopefully, see some friends uh, on the East Coast and, and down through the South. So, uh, plus it'll be nice to just get home, see the family for a little yeah, bit. Absolutely. But, but uh, yeah, man, we're going to just drive straight home on on Tuesday morning. I think I'm going to leave, and um, you guys, I'll probably be home as some of these people are listening to this, which is cool. Right. And uh, hopefully, you know, I think I'm going to send you home with. Uh, the, the little recording mic yeah brian's so, log <laughs> brian's brian's log or whatever but 1300 uh, <laughs> it's quiet yeah but you Just know still if, driving yeah. so we don't really have uh, a whole lot scheduled through the holidays but i think the whole point for everybody is to you know get get doing something that with a little bit of downtime be around the family and get uh do, do something that you want to to do start something and maybe i'm throwing this out here we kind of talked about this but the new year's coming up. 
and I'd like to do the New Year's resolution challenge. Yeah, I and agree. And because I'm... I agree th- because I don't want to do it. Exactly. <laughs> so I would like, for anyone that's listening, to play this along with us and play this game with us. And that's come up with, we don't need a lot. Literally just one main resolution. You can think about it. One main resolution. You can come up with as many as bullshit other resolutions <laughs> right. as you want to. But pick one. Pick one, you're going to win. And we're going to do it for, we'll pick a, we'll take a, pick a time period. We don't need to do it. We don't need to kill ourselves. This is what we do with the resolutions. This year, I'm going <laughs> right. to fucking make a million dollars. Like, no, you're not, bitch. Shut up. Right. Something manageable. Something manageable <laughs> that we will do for an undisclosed amount of reasonable time. And for anyone that's out there who wants to join this, you know, we can get, uh, whether it's on Facebook, we'll get a group going and support each other on our resolutions. So you'll have to throw it out there. So you have to. Yeah, dis- we'll have to post something here. Disclaim your, your re- or proclaim your resolution. And then we can all talk about how much it fucking sucks <laughs> that you can't eat ice cream or you got to oh, do X, Y, and Z. Man. So. Those are early daggers right there. <laughs> but, but it's only the 15th or, well, excuse me. It'll be the whatever day that you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> right. But get ready for uh, when you get back. First we'll, of the year. When we do our podcast, when we get back, the first of the year podcast or whenever it is, we'll maybe go over those resolutions. and. Oh, man. Oh, the things you don't want to do are the things you got to do. I'm excited. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, it'll so, be fun. We'll find something and uh, change our lives. Sweet. So anyway, y'all, thanks for uh, tuning in and thanks for your support. And Appreciate it. Everyone have a unbelievably happy holiday make sure you uh follow the life is done podcast on uh uh, instagram there Mm -hmm. we go what social media i'm terrible with that stuff yeah you can but uh, make sure you download and share and like and and uh have a great holiday and we're not sure when you're gonna hear us again but we'll be back soon you'll you'll hear us all right y'all take it easy